welcome back to another daily walk. Well, today I want to return and uh, once again have a look at another one of these little booklets from John MacArthur. This one is called You Can Trust the Bible. And uh, I think we're going to do this one a little bit more loosely based on this than I usually do because I have a lot of my own commentary. And uh, first and foremost, before we get into this question is, can you trust the Bible? And what do we mean by that? Uh, can you trust the, the latest English Bibles? Well, the latest English Bibles, eh, it kind of depends on which translation you're looking at. Um, and there is so much that you can say here. I've talked about this a lot on the channel, so I don't really want to repeat all of it here. Let me just very briefly say, when you're talking about the English translations, there is a group of people that are King James only who think the only good version of the Bible is King James. Um, I would reject that movement, but I also reject the movement that suggests that we need to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different translations. And we're, we have several hundred English translations, which is a tragedy because many other nations and languages really only have a couple different translations. And those tend to all be spread apart over hundreds of years because it is true languages do change. This is my fundamental problem with the King James translation is because the language has shifted a lot in the 400 years. And even though uh, technically the, what we now have as the authorized or King James version was written over 400 years ago as a 1611. And then this is there have been some slight change in his in iterations to it. There is a modernized version called the New King James Version, which is OK um, although even that leaves some of the early mistranslations out and it basically just gets rid of the these and thous types language. There are other good translations like the NASB. Uh, ESV is okay. Um, Holman is pretty good. Um, I like NLT a little bit, although some people might disagree with me on that. My point is there are some good English translations that are also modern that have a lot, uh, they've put a lot into the translation. They've questioned which documents are good, which documents are not as good to use. But then there are a boatload of heretical, nonsense, garbage translations that are coming out just for the sake of translating things from a different point of view. And I'm thinking of the First Nations translation that we talked about, which is just, wow, talk about racist. <laughs> it is weird. Um, we did a whole uh, discussion of that. I talked about the voice. I did the comically exciting Bible. It's called the uh, Common English Bible, I think. Um, but it, it's just weird in how many things are translated. So there's too many translations in the English language. I completely concur with that. That's why I kind of stick with my basic five decent ones. Use one of those and you're generally going to be okay. Now, the Bible comes to us, of course, it was not written in English or Old English. Um, it was written, the Old Testament was written mostly in Hebrew with a little bit of Aramaic. The New Testament is written mostly in Greek with, once again, a little bit of Aramaic. Uh, but overall, the Bible, as it was originally handed, originally inspired and carried down through the scribes and the church disciplines, is a very good and very accurate telling of the Word of God, and it is called God-breathed, which means that it is passed down through the inspiration of God, meaning that it would be complete and infallible, how it's originally written. 
And then the question is, are there are current English translations good and valid? And I would argue the answer to that is yes, for the most part, as long as you're not getting into some of these modern nonsense things. But with that, I wanted to kind of dive on into this and talk a little bit more about uh, the Bible and why we can trust the Bible. So first is the, the uh, MacArthur has here, the first section of this booklet is the authenticity of the Bible. How authentic is the Word of God? And in this, there's a lot of different elements. He talks about experience. He talks about science. And he talks about miracles and prophecy and the life of Christ. So that's the first portion is the authenticity of the Bible. So first and foremost is the experience. The Bible gives us an experience. It is the only book that really does say, as Hebrews says, it slices when it goes in, it slices when it comes out. Meaning that it is the one book that truly challenges us in how we live our lives. And this is an important thing to keep in mind, that the experience of the scripture itself is so powerful in how it changes and transforms our lives. I just did my, uh, my testimony book called Half My Life. You can find it on the website at ourwalkinchrist.com in addition to all the other places you can order books online. And with that book, I really talk about a radically changed life, not on the basis of going into a church, but on the basis of transforming myself with the conforming myself to Christ through the reading of the scriptures. The Bible gives us an experience. The science portion of this is that if you look at science and how science works, science is always in alignment with scripture. You don't find any evidence, uh, anything where where a scientific theory has pushed to its total extreme, where it is found to be the level of a law of science, some scientific principle that is not also affirmed in the scripture. And there is not an exception. The scripture is very consistent with the science. And we, he goes in here and talks about Copernicus. He talks in here, um, Herbert Spencer was famous for applying scientific discoveries to philosophy. Uh, his five noble categories in the natural sciences are time, force, motion, space, and matter. Uh, MacArthur writes Genesis 1.1. He gives us uh, in the first verse of the Bible, in the beginning, which is time, God, which is force, created, which is motion, the heavens, which is space, and the earth, which is matter. So God laid out the five basic principles in the very opening of scriptures. Of course, the scripture speaks to miracles. The, this is God working against the natural order of things to accomplish his will. He talks about prophecy. The Bible has in it prophecies which are completely fulfilled. Even things that happened in the interstitial, uh, what's called the interstitial period between the closing of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, which was about 420 years. A lot of interesting things has happened in there that are all predicted in Scripture. The biggest one being Alexander the Great and how the, uh, the statues and the prophecies in the book of Daniel tied into the creation of the Roman Empire, which led the way for Christ to actually impact the whole world through roads of peace and a general peaceful society, which is what allowed the gospel to spread. Very fascinating things all prophesied and predicted in uh, the book of Daniel. So these are all important things. 
And uh, he actually talked about some of these. Um, he's talking about Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon uh, laid siege to Tyre three years after the prophecy was given. When broke down, he broke down the gates, he found the city almost empty. Uh, Phoenicians were navigators and colonizers of the ancient world. They had taken their boats and settled to an island um, a half a mile offshore. They had reestablished their city on the island during the years of siege. Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the city on the mainland, but he didn't, since he didn't have a navy, he was unable to do anything about the city of Tyre. This, uh, the prophecy left partially unfulfilled until 250 years later, Alexander the Great came and fulfilled it. There were specific people. Uh, the king of Cyrus, recorded in the scripture, was specifically prophesied. It was, I forget exactly how long, I'm not going to look impressive and make up a number here, but well, well, well before not even his parents were born, he was called out, declared as a king, specifically by name, who would do great things for God, and that happened. Also, um, Josiah was also named out in a prophecy uh, before his birth. He was another one named by king, of course, and Emmanuel, Jesus. So the prophecy is absolutely fulfilled within Scripture. And then the life of Christ, which no one can deny the life of Christ or what he did. Even the Pharisees are, deny, are, are not denying that he's doing many great works and wonders. They're just saying he did it by the power of the devil. So you got to be careful with that. But um, these are, these are the, some of those principles why the Bible is so valid. Now, the next portion of this booklet is the power of the Bible. So when we talk about the power of the Bible, we talk about it being the perfect book. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a book that is, uh, he didn't mention here, but it's a book that, that uh, Josh McDowell wrote in The Evidence That Demands a Verdict. He wrote, the Bible is a bell that wore out many an anvil. In other words, so many people have tried, tried, tried as hard as possible to destroy it. It just is not destroyable. You can take and destroy an individual copy, but you cannot remove the Word of God from the planet. Fahrenheit 451, yeah, let's see the crazy tyrants of the future try and take over the Scripture. There is enough ancient literature to repiece the entire Bible back together several times over. Very interesting. The Bible is sure, meaning it's absolutely trustworthy and reliable. Uh, this is um, uh, making the wise simple is what Psalm 19 says. The Bible is right. Uh, the word of God called the precepts of the Lord is right. In Hebrew, it means it sets out a right path or lays down the right track. The result is joy to the heart. The Bible gives us this. It gives us this peace and this joy. The Bible is true. The word of God is pure. It it tests us. Uh, in, uh, in James, uh, it tells us, whoever looks at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not being a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this is the man who will be blessed in what he does. These are the things that we have to keep in mind. The Bible is clean, meaning it, is, it endures forever, and, of course, that it is true. So these are very valid points. We can trust the Bible because of the experience it gives us, the prophecy of the years, how long and enduring it is, and how faithful it has been preserved. There is a debate which texts are the best to use. You, have, you use the Texas Recepticus for New Testament, uh, which is the Texas Majoris, which is, uh, I probably said that wrong, um, the majority text 
the one that's most common or to use the uh, what would be called the Alexandrian texts, which have the a longer, older uh, historical uh, backdrop to them. So these there, there are questions, but even no matter which one of these two you sit on, and this is a great debate, do you use this text or that text? They don't differ by a significant amount. And that's an important thing. Hundreds and thousands of years, and we still have accurate portrayals of what was recorded when they were first written down, which compared to the next best book we have is Homer's Iliad, which we only have fragments of from thousands of years later. That is how accurate the Bible is. And then when we talk about the translation of it, yes, the English translations we have are still good and valid. So yes, you can trust the Bible. Um, I'll go ahead and link where you can read this uh, booklet for free online down at the bottom, or you can request your copy from Grace to You as well, if you want, like the, the printed versions, and they, I believe, are free as well. Um, but uh, I'll go ahead and link that there in the description. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, also, have a, have a look over the website, ourwalkingchrist.com. Find that new book, Half My Life. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.